Hello there, welcome along to PTI Australia and Russell Barwick, Sam Kegovich. I think you owe the world an apology. Ah, uh, yes and no, yeah, not entirely. No, no, entirely. You said that Mark Webber would never win a, another Grand Prix, I disagreed. I and you did. also said that Roger Federer would never win a Grand Slam again, and I disagree. I did say that, but not in... Uh, in the That's enough, no. that'll do me as an apology, thank you. He's apologised, move on. Ah, dear, oh dear. Very, very good. Look, it is rare that Kecker apologises. Look, I don't mind being conciliatory to a degree, but I never, ever said that Weber would never win oh, one. Okay. I thought Bedra would never win okay. one. OK, and by the way, well done to Johnny Ralph last week. He's a good sort. The ladies loved the show yeah. last week. I think I'm in a bit of trouble, actually. Oh, uh, tonight really. on the show, it's all about the numbers. Fed Express gets number seven. Is Weber now number one? Seven in a row for the Waratahs on the bad side. The Storm lose three from four. And 44 is the magic number in the AFL. Plus, the judge... Is back. He's back. Judge Judy. It's all brought to you by our great mates at sportingbet.com.au. And we start with Wimbledon and Andy Murray couldn't get Britain the win it craved with Roger Federer winning the final in four sets to make it seven wins. The All England Club. What did you think? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I saw it all. I thought it was breathtaking. I thought it was omnipotent. And I thought he was just absolutely sublime. He beat him I... mentally as well as physically. As soon as Andy Murray started to talk to himself, a couple of things didn't go his way. He went, you know, whoop There was always there. a question mark over Federer Andy Murray. Federer was ice cool. Andy Murray Let lost me tell it. You, there was always a question mark about his, uh, about his uh, mental, mental. Mental, mental capacity. I think he's overcome that. I think, let me tell you, Andy Murray played a superb game. And his power game is fantastic. But what Roger Federer does that no other tennis player does, he's got the capacity to mix up his game. Yeah. He's got those what depth returns. Drop shots. Drop shots. Beautiful. And he's rollover backhand. He breaks the court up. He's, you know, he had Andy Murray sitting in the Royal Box a couple you know, of times. You know the time that they had that 14 or 15 juices? Andy yeah. Murray led that game 40 zip yeah. and uh, 40 love and obviously yeah. blew it. But Roger Federer, to his credit, absolutely Just ice cool. Standing And uh, look, we got our list to Roger. Not to have uh, Djokovic and Nadal. It really adds another yeah, uh, degree another of interest into the tennis. He's absolutely superb. But Mark Webber has won his second Grand Prix of the Formula One season after his victory My in the GP. He's now just 13 points behind Alonso, but he's now. Is it time for Red Bull to put Webber ahead of Vettel in the picking absolutely, order? Absolutely, absolutely. But I don't think uh, Webber cares. He you look, wouldn't give us look, continental. First and foremost, I've uh, given Mark Webber uh, results. Terrible hands. And I've got to eat humble pie. I've eaten it before. I'm going to eat it again. I said that this year would be a breakout year because he did what he needed to do. <laughs> well done to him. And I love the way he's driving. Yeah. He's having a crack. He looks like he's enjoying himself. He gets out. I he's reckon not his attitude is fantastic. I think but he just said to himself... But post-race, he's not yeah. bitter and twisted. He's just getting on with the job. I reckon he's resigned himself to the fact that, OK, I'm going to be number two. But I don't care what they've got in store for me. I'm going to go out and do my best. Have a crack. I think he's psychologically overcome the demons. He's gone out there and he's proved to all and sundry that he can drive. And now leave it up to them to decide who's going to be one or two. He obviously but likes that circuit and he's obviously had some yeah. success there in the past. But I do enjoy the Formula One now because it's as open as the Sydney exactly. Heads. So at least we're having a bit of fun. And yeah, we've all had a crack over the years, but good luck to him. But I've stuck with Mark uh, Webber all along, stuck as opposed please. to someone like yourself. Oh, please. Sharrod Wellingham from Collingwood has copped a three-match ban for this hit on Carlton's Cade Simpson that left him with a broken jaw. We've all seen it. Three matches, was five, but he gets the discount courtesy of a five-year good behaviour. Should he just go out and buy a lottery ticket? Mate, indeed so. I thought that but should have been referred to the tribunal if that happens. And quite easily so. I think he would be absolutely ecstatic the fact that he's walked away with just three weeks. 
And uh, if you saw the video, uh, the graphics, I thought they were very compelling. I know he was probably no man's land. I saw uh, Nathan Buckley try to defend him. In fact, that he was in midstream and committed to a bump that he had to follow through and spoil. But if you watch it very closely, his eyes never left the man. His eyes never left Cade Simpson. Yeah. And yeah. that was a compelling if feature. If he was going to the ball yeah. and then went like that at the last minute... Mate, he could have dropped anything up the way, it would have been OK. The other thing that gets me is that Carlton were contemplating playing Simpson and they didn't stretch him off. Were you a bit concerned about the no-stoppage of play? Well, and I think the diagnosis, the prognosis initially might have revealed a broken jaw. Broken jaws? Yeah. No, you can't... Just, I've had a break. Yeah, you, well, you've never been in the engine room. But those of us that have had a broken jaw... Mate, I've busted nails. Seriously, <laughs> for the game. The AFL ladder sees the top six teams all separated by just one and win the top four, all level on points. Is this season one of the best in memory? Given last year, round 14 and 15, we had two unbeaten teams. Now This is so tight, Russ, even with a wrench you couldn't screw that nut another extra centimetre. That's how tight it is up at the pointy end. And, and look at it. Uh, confused, but I'm telling you, it is a fantastic year and you can build a case for any of the five sides, to, or six sides, to end up top four. Collingwood, sorry, West Coast and Sydney play this week. The winner stays on top. The loser could go to fifth could position. Could go to fifth easy. Hawthorne have the best draw going in and they've got no, the best No, Adelaide percentage. have got the best draw going in. Hawthorne are playing fantastic football. They'll definitely, well, they'll be certainly vying for a I position. I think one or two Hawthorne, West Coast, flip of the coin. Well, maybe so, but the big game Friday night, North Melbourne and uh, Carlton, oh, that'll well, also determine... You're trying to sell sand, sand of the Arabs here. This well, is, that's not the big game. That's a huge game. That's for ninth and 10th. No, it's not. It's for uh, probably 6th or 7th. Talk seven. about the pointy end of the, the, pointy the end, yes. ladder. Well, the Eagles are going to be there, let me tell you. At any side... It has to cross the uh, another ball. The, the plane of preliminary is gone. The biggest trip they have other than the last round is only to Adelaide. Now, this don't fall for this. The Melbourne Storm has lost three of their last four as they've struggled through the origin period. Gone. This, the Melbourne question Storm, we're gone. Is gone. Gone. You can't lose three or four games and <clears> build back. You've got Bulldogs with momentum. You've got no Manly Slater, with momentum. No Smith. You've got, and they're not Kim coming McCrum back. Came Slater's back. not coming back Slater tomorrow. Slater will be back in about three. He's not going to be rushed back. So if he loses, he doesn't need the running if he loses the next three, you're in all sorts. Cameron Smith a dummy half calls all the shots. What they need is Sam Kekovic to go down there and do a speech. Do you need directions to get to the ground? I because know. I don't I've been there. And I will drop in before the uh, season. I haven't seen my diary, but if there is a window <laughs> of opportunity... I'll be there. Doing can, what? What would you do? I sit alongside Craig. I mean, I know you taught Cooper Cronk how to do a drop goal. What about a Cooper, Cooper Cronk drop kick to win the Origin yeah, Series? Yeah, you're, you're laying credit from for that. From 50 metres out. 60. Who would have thought years ago that the AFL would take credit for winning arguably the greatest <laughs> the greatest showpiece the rugby league The Melbourne Storm have. is not a one-trick pony with uh, the Slaters and the Smiths and the um, Cronks of this world, but they have been exposed and Canberra did it the reason that worries me is Canberra won too easily on the weekend. Well, Nielsen and Quinn, uh, Quinn back there, you know, the defence was exposed. Forget about it. Storm will still win the premiership. Still on league, Penrith's Luke Lewis has requested a release from his contract at the Panthers. He's only 28, has two years left in his deal. Is mm. a New South Wales Australian rep and will go down into Penrith. Great. And why would he want to leave? Well... I reckon there's more to this than meets yeah. the eye, and so decided, does everybody else. He decided, I've got to leave, I need a he change. He was dumped by the new coach's captain, and I thought that was a bad move. Ivan yeah. Cleary came across. Now, let's just go back a little bit. Gus Gould appointed as general manager, brings Ivan Cleary across, brings a few new players, they start to clean out the decks, and the first player to go publicly is the captain from his captaincy role. Gus Gould then comes out and screams, AFL's taking over, we're getting this, we're getting that, and... I think he's smothering a bigger problem, and that bigger problem is what's going on mm. within his four worlds. Luke Lewis is the most well-liked bloke at Penrith, 
And when but the captaincy gets taken off him, that causes a rumble. And you can see on the field... But would he be the right person, in your humble view, who? as the right person to lead the side? Absolutely. Well, why would someone like Ivan Cleary make that move unless he wanted to make his now, stamp his authority well, on the club? now you've got... Well, obviously, because he thinks that the player's got too much influence. And now, all of a sudden, the other players aren't playing for the coach. They're going awful at the moment. I think there's bigger problems there than meets the eye. Legendary US runner Michael Johnson caused a bit of a stir by stating the reason black runners from the US and Caribbean dominate is because they've descended from slaves and have a superior gene makeup. Well, look, this has been a widely held theory for some time. You know, none of our athletes even remotely come within QE of our uh, coloured counterparts. African-Americans. There's no the, doubt about that. Jamaicans now, I don't know. Look, I'm not genetically inclined. I don't know if there's anything special about the, uh, the coloured tadpoles as opposed to the conventional white tadpole. But there's definitely a lot in that theory. And if you break it down, now that we've got the uh, Hicks boson bottom line, sorted out, we may be able to resolve... Now, you know what the Hicks boson is. I do. But, but the bottom line is... What's uh, the bottom the, line? The records speak for themselves. There hasn't been a world record athlete that is not African-American or not but that's uh, Jamaican. Not, that's not definitive proof. That's it's what... quite conceivable they're not good enough. Yeah, well, they're not. The Matt Shervington was touted as the I'm fastest saying, white male in the world. I'm suggesting... He was the 20th fastest person. The answer is in the genes. Even in medicine now, they're realising that all these other theories that we've held, they're all going back to the genetics. <laughs> so if your mum and dad are pretty Out good and your mum and dad are around for a while, it's quite conceivable you're going to be around for a while. And we intend to be around Move for a while. Move on. That's part That's one it. of the headlines done. We did so well with that last topic, didn't we? There's so much going on right now. More to come, including Origin, the Horatars and Sonny Bill Williams after the break. Plus a little bit more. <laughs> Just the dead holes and the conventional ones and the... Tons of sport going on at the moment. No need for a guest on this show. Plenty more headlines coming your way. Kekka, let's go again. Indeed so, Rusty. State of Origin uh, heads it up and Queensland captain Cameron Smith has called for Origin Games to be standalone weekend matches in the future. Mm. It's not a new suggestion, but it's one that won't go away. So should the Commission look at it seriously? Well, on one hand I want to say yes, but then on the other hand I don't want this, this three-week break every two weeks, if you know what I mean, dragging on over a month and a half. And at the moment that's what's happened. But watching some of the games and only watching five games unbearable. every weekend is dead set unbearable. Oh, go, watching solution. Canberra beat yeah. Melbourne, unbearable. And watching the Gold Coast without their big guns mm. is unbearable. I reckon I've got the solution to uh, rugby league. Look, I know it's a dilemma because conceptually Origin's a wonderful concept. There's no doubt about that. So it's a dilemma they've got. But I would suspend the home and away fixture for two weeks. I'd play Origin within two weeks How? with three games. How do you play three of the biggest games in two weeks? Well, on a Saturday and then on a Friday and then on a Saturday. Yeah, exactly. But that's three weeks because you're, you're, you're suspending it for three weeks. Well, OK, we're suspending for three weeks. Then. So you're saying so just a, a mid-season break? I have a mid-week, nice. mid-year high. I don't know I'll tell you what, because you're really running the risk of destroying your home and away fixture. And really, there's, there's going to be a lot of sponsors that are looking at that very carefully. They might just walk away from home and away. It's a super rugby. And Australia's supposedly biggest team, the Waratahs, has now lost seven games on the trot. Mm. They've been described as an absolute embarrassment, the biggest joke in rugby, and yet they've seen fit to appoint Michael Foley a coach for another year. And I'm happy, I'm happy with that uh, as a Waratahs happy. fan. I am happy with that because I want them to stick fat. So many times in, in world sport, in Australian sport particularly, we sack someone and we start with the coach. If a player was having a bad trot... 
he maybe has to fight his way back and work hard and work hard and then turn what, it around. What, after seven weeks? Well, after seven weeks. Seven weeks is not a season. I'm telling you, the you guy have his paper only, stamped. He, 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 I'm happy with him being re-signed for another year. He's got 12 months to turn things around. He needs to find the right combination, needs to sick a bit solid, and now he knows he's got that uh, that extra 12 months to do it. Maybe Russia, he'll try and do a few you things. You've become very he's only soft got two and weeks to mellowed. Do it. What, seven weeks he can't find the right combination? Why, they were widely touted as the best side, best rugby side in Australia. No, well, Queensland, Queensland are defending champions. Yeah, but, that, but they were still regarded as the best side. Sonny Bill Williams has announced he's leaving New Zealand rugby to play in Japan. It's expected he'll also do a little bit of boxing and then eventually come back to the yeah. NRL. Something like $2 million a year. Is he worth that? I don't know whether he's worth it or not, but on the surface you think, what a bit of a cad, a gun for hire. And remember... Well, he is. Well, no, let me tell no, you... No, 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 let's be serious. I'm going to give you he a bit more credit. He left Canterbury to go to rugby. No, 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 that. Gun for hire. Gun for hire. Had a, had a contract. When he walked didn't, away when didn't... he walked away from the Canberra contract, Canterbury. we all thought, Canterbury thought, what a cat. But he paid the 850000 to walk away and he had to stay out of it for five years. He also had a handshake agreement with Nick Polites that in five years was up he that he would join the Roosters. contract with somebody else. No, he had a handshake. He's going to honour that handshake. Oh. In the interim, he's going to go to the Panasonic You're going soft. in Japan. You no, I'm not. I'm just dealing with the facts and so I'm going to cut him a bit more I, slack. If I have a signed contract with you yeah. and I break it, yet I come back and do well, a handshake... Well, we all thought it was a cad because he, that's what we you, thought at the time. You'd forgive me? You wouldn't forgive me. When he walked me. away. You wouldn't forgive me. No, I wouldn't, but anyhow... South African oh. double amputee Oscar Pistorius has been cleared to run at the London Olympics in the 400 metres. Now, he also might run in the Paralympic Games yeah, a fortnight later. Now, debate's raging to whether he has an unfair advantage because both of his legs are blades. Now, what well, do you okay. think? Well, OK, look, I'm not an authority on the topic and be damned if you do and well, damned if you don't. stopped you before. I don't want to be seen as though, you know, I'm going to knock someone that's impaired. But I'm just saying, it doesn't look right. Now, I haven't I know anything about technology. I don't know if there's an advantage for or against. Well, there must be an advantage for because he runs faster... Than a lot of other people well, then without you say no. Then you say no if that's but, the case. But what happens if someone decides that they want to jump like a high jump or a long jump, and yeah. then the blades give them an advantage? Or you know, let's go back to Steve Austin and the bionic arm and and, and the discus. But that may be jabber. far more definitive jumping as opposed to Why? running. Why? Because running, you don't, you, you know, you, you, it's a different motion. When you're jumping, it's like being on a trampoline. Well, there might be springs. Boing, you're yeah. boing. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, we don't know enough about technology and it's unfair for us to comment on it. However, on the surface, I'd say, no, it's not appropriate. FIFA has finally relented. Thank God, Sepp Blatter is finally the Sepp great who? man. Sepp Blatter. Where's he been the last Where couple Where has of... he been? Underground. But they've finally relented and goal line technology will be introduced in the Club World Cup, Confederations Cup and the next World Cup. Hallelujah. And the EPL will also introduce it next season. Hallelujah. How long have we been beating that drum? We have been at the forefront of this for about a decade. At the vanguard. You, you and I have been responsible <laughs> for making sure that FIFA pulled their Sip. finger Where out. Where have you and been, Sippy? I don't know. They're always worried about the cost and about this. They're just imbeciles. And it just proves that five years after everybody yeah. else has got video technology, maybe ten years after cricket, yeah that FIFA, the biggest game in the world, is playing catch-up yet again. And considering there's only one goal at times that, uh, that break the deadlock exactly. between two competing sides, how would you be in the World Cup they'd if be the, there was that one they'd goal? They'd be the wealthiest sporting organisation yeah. in the world and yet they're the slowest to pick up on this. 
But hey, credit where credit's due. They've finally done it. Yeah, so cut them a bit of slack. Sepp Blatter will probably get a pay rise and a five-year deal. That's the, headlines. Pay rise. That's the headlines done. Next up, the judge. Judge Kegger makes an appearance on trial. Parramatta coach Stephen Kearney, the Australian cricket team, and James O'Connor's hair, as it should be. Let me tell you, it's this, the this won't be an out-of-sessions hearing this one, Russell. This will be dealt with the appropriate manner. Would be good. All stand, the Honourable Judge Sam Kegovich is now presiding over the Court of PTI. What about this? There we go. Thank you. Court in session. First to take the stand is Parramatta Eels coach Stephen Kearney. He is charged with being an accessory uh, to the murder of the dead in the water Parramatta Eels. Your Honour, guilty or not guilty? Well, uh, if you remember, uh, we uh, Carney was brought into Parramatta, uh, highly touted, uh, mm -hmm. the New South Wales, the New Zealand uh, coach, impeccably uh, impeccable background with the Melbourne Storm under the uh, leadership, a tutelage of uh, Craig Bellamy. Uh, then he recruited heavily with Willie Tonga and also uh, is he guilty Sandow. or not guilty, sir? Uh, so when you look at their performances, lamenting at the bottom of the ladder, you've got to really look at him and say, what has he done to the side? The side is not developing. Sandow lost form. Willie Tonga is hardly... Guilty uh, or not guilty? I'm telling you now, he is guilty as charged. OK, next to sit in the dock, representing the Australian cricket team, is Captain Michael Clark. Now, the team and Michael Clark are charged with negligence for their performance in the one-day series against England. Guilty or not guilty? Well, you look at them, uh, there's no doubt that uh, this is an absolute travesty of justice what's going on at the moment. They can't uh, decide on a number three. They've got Forrest there, who's uh, certainly not up to the task. They're bowling attack. They've got Mitchell Johnson back there bowling watermelons. Their entire pace attack is almost back home with uh, you, Russell, at the moment. Lee and Watson have come uh, back Lee home. and Watson have come back. Cummins has got calf issues again. He bowls about one over a two of these days. So their, their middle order is a uh, is a basket case. And Smith, they're relying on uh, Michael Hussey. Uh, Hussey and Watson who's broken that. So it is unanimous. Guilty version there, Russell. Next up on the dock in the court of Sam Kegovich, uh, John Coates, he and probably the rest of the world all charged with using excessive force in the overreaction to the use of still knocks and other sleeping pills in the Australian Olympic team. Guilty or not guilty? Russell, this is a knee-jerk reaction. This is uh, someone that has just uh, absolutely uh, come to a decision without doing any due diligence, which ultimately may cost Australia some gold medal. But it highlights the fact that image is terribly important. He has just off the top of his head said, our image is going to be tarnished. All of us, all, already they've had issues with Hackett and a number of other issues in swimming. Which Darcy. Is a, and Darcy. So he said, enough's enough, without doing due diligence. And it's quite conceivable that some of these, uh, some of these uh, sleeping tablets or may, not may help. They is guilty, without doubt. OK, everyone's getting a rap at the moment. The final man on trial is Wallaby James O'Connor. Now, he is charged with having bad hair. He looks like Justin Bieber with this new haircut. This one shouldn't be too hard. Guilty or not guilty? Now, this is someone that I really, really enjoy. You know, he is someone that is displaying some flair. He's stepping outside the square. He's not being shackled by the reviews of the rest of the country by being compartmentalised, by overdosing on tolerance and public acceptance. Following a 15-year-old. He, he is being unique, he is being uh, colourful, he is being uh, uh, showing a lot of flair, 
and suddenly he's the game desperately calls for someone else. He's not copying. He's not aping anyone. He's being himself. And nothing gives me more pleasure than to see someone adopt an initiative and be daring and audacious and running with it. So it is not guilty. Oh, not guilty. Thank you, Judge. This is uh, the court session and it's now been adjourned. Next up, the big finish. Happy trials and our sporting bet best bets of the week. How would you know about being audacious and new and different? Because I've been at court several times. Happy birthday this week to golfer Robert Allenby, turning 41 and desperately in need of a tournament victory. Can you see one coming anytime soon? No, I can't. And uh, Robert Allenby's 41. Well, he's had 41 caddies in his career, so yeah. I don't know what. Maybe uh, a smile. Uh, golf and uh, the Australians are struggling by that one victory. We haven't had anything really Indeed to celebrate so. all year. Happy anniversary to the great Sir Don Bradman. This week, back in 1930, about the time that you were a young teenager, he scored his highest test innings of 334, including 309 in a single day. Not a bad effort. Amazing when you consider... You're still recovering from my 1930 crack, I, I am, you? I am, but I tell you, what, 309 a day, just imagine. Absolutely. Outstanding. And that was a body line. Happy trails to the Glasgow Rangers. They have been punted from the SPL for going into liquidation. That is massive. That would be like Collingwood being kicked out of the AFL. I can't believe it either, but they do owe $246 million million, yeah, in taxes, so fair enough. Now for the big finish in the MotoGP. Danny Pedrosa won the German GP. Stoner crashed out on the final lap, but he's still you know, in there, and but he doesn't seem like he wants nah, it. No, it's a bit shaky. I don't think his mind's really on it. Yeah. And back to Wimbledon, and Serena Williams beat uh, Agnieszka Redwanska to win Wimbledon for a fifth time. But what did you make of the women's event as a whole? Was it lackluster? Forward, yeah. Once uh, yeah. the girls, once our girl went out, Sam. I Stasa. reckon it was the first time there was a tinge of inevitability about it that Serena would win it from the outset. Okay, and in the V8s in Townsville, Jamie Wincup sweeping both races. He now has a hundred point lead in the championship and is home for your tea money if you backed him. Well done. The dollar one. This week's quote of the week comes from Aussie captain Michael Clark after their performances in the One Day Series in England. We need to get better quickly. Duh. Thank. Thanks, Scoop. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets of the Week, and I like the Sydney Swans to knock off the West Coast Eagles. I know you're going to poo-poo me, but they go all right. Three players out of the Eagles. I am talking through my kick. You've been uh, off your metal today, but anyhow, I think, and I've told you this a long time ago, North Melbourne on the improved. North Melbourne to beat Carlton Friday night. We're both speaking through, through the heart. And Sporting Bet, tipping an upset Friday night in the Rugby League, the Warriors to beat Brisbane. And that will be a big upset Ooh. if it happens to happen. That is it for the show this week. Don't forget, we have uh, podcast facilities. You just go to iTunes and like PTI on Australian Facebook or PTI Australia on Facebook. Do all of your bits and pieces. Footytips.com.au with all the latest footy tips for all of your favourite footy games. I'm Russell Barwick. I reckon we make too much of social media. I think it's better off person to person. You know it makes sense? Because I'm Sam Kekovich. You can get him at, at, uh, at Sam Kekovich. I'm at Russ Barwick. Twitter, Facebook, email.